catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know that 50% of CFL fans are going to say Rourke should come back to Canada. Are you one of them? You don't want to get jerked around. Don't get into pro football because that's that's what life is in <laughs> pro football. And if you don't have the mental toughness to go through that process, you're probably going to have a tough time in this business. Remember, there was a quarterback that played for 26 years and didn't get his opportunity until the guy in front of him got knocked out of a game. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, it absolutely is. Where is my bell? Because something just jarred in my mind. Thank you, Rick Regan. He's our big voice guy, and it's his birthday today. Right, Rico? Oh, Happy birthday. Right, that that guy. Make it. H- hit another one, Clark. Yeah, that guy. It's his birthday today. Gosh, I love my Facebook feed for that stuff. Um, yeah. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show on this, what is it, Wednesday, December 20th. Uh, Yeah, we're live on Game Plus Television. It's episode number 1146. Also on the radio, WQEE. Let's bring in the Moose. He's in Toronto, Ontario, Canada for now. He's heading back to the rectangle later on tonight. Uh, So good for you, Moose. Family time's going to be fantastic for you. I'll divulge my Christmas plans a little later on in the week. Uh, I want to tell the folks that our guests today are Andrew Hustler-Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk and Jock Wilson from QR Calgary Radio. And before we jump into the topics, because I have a few things, obviously, this is the warm-up where we go through the quick six show topics. But Darren, what's up? What's popping just since I last saw you? What's the deal? Uh, Things are great. As you mentioned, getting ready to head back back home, I guess, uh, for the holidays. So that'll be great. And I got to say this. like You jumped on the screen. The red sweaters popping yeah. today. I don't know if it's the lighting, what's is perfect, it? but I know you've worn that one before, but today I, I came on and I'm like, man, that's a nice sweater. I got to get me one of those. Thank you. It's my special Hockey Canada vintage purchased at the World Jays in Edmonton in the summer tournament two summers ago. Thank you for that. I, I, it's the lighting. It's cloudy here today. And while I never, I dropped out of college before we got to the um, photography and videography section. I, I was gone. I dropped out by then. <laughs> Some, I think I stole a, text work, a textbook somewhere along the line from one of my coworkers. And I said, a cloud cover is the best for lighting. You don't want to take photos or video on a sunny day. You want it in a cloud cover. And that's what we have today. Who needs school? <laughs> Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan uh, or Tuna, whoever's behind the controls there today. Awesome. Who? Awesome. Happy birthday, Rick Regan. Did I say that? I know I did. 
We're going to start with NHL leftovers, all right? Number one, the... <laughs> I popped around last night. I was like Goldilocks trying to find the perfect game. I started in the Tampa-St. Louis game. It didn't quite feel right, and we'll get to why. I switched over to the Leafs and the Rangers. And then I settled in on this one, Islanders and Rangers. But Anders Lee and Bo Horvat scored power play goals. And the New York Islanders beat the Oilers last night 3-1. Simon Holmstrom scored his league-leading fifth shorty. And Ilya Sorokin stopped 30 shots. The Isles snapped the two-game skid. Leon Dreisaitl scored for Edmonton, and Stuart Skinner made 17 saves in the order's third straight loss. Hang on, I'm going to come around, I'm going to go through all the games, just a quick slap shot, a one-timer from each. In Boston, Kirill Kaprizov scored his second goal of the game at 2.54 of overtime to lift Minnesota to a 4-3 win over the Bruins. In Newark, Owen Tippett stole the puck of the Devil's Zone and scored a 3.25 of overtime to help Philly beat New Jersey 3-2 and extend its point streak to 9. You and I were wrong on this one. In Chicago, Chicago, Tyler Johnson, former Spokane chief, snapped a third-period tie, and rookie Connor Bedard had two helpers, helping Chicago upset Colorado 3-2. That snapped a four-game slide. In Tempe, Arizona, Michael Kesslering scored with 3.33 to go to cap a four-goal comeback, and Arizona spoiled Jacques Martin's Ottawa debut 4-3. I had this right. You had it wrong. Raleigh. Michael Bunting had a goal and two helpers, and Carolina matched its highest scoring output of the season. They beat Vegas 6-3. In Toronto, Mika Zibanejad scored twice, and Igor Shesterkin made 31 saves as the Rangers beat New York, uh, sorry, beat Toronto 5-2. Austin Matthews scored twice for Toronto. In Nashville, Elias Pettersson and Pius Suter each had a goal and an assist to lead Vancouver to a 5-2 win over Smashville. Uh, the L.A. Kings beat San Jose 4-1. Onzi Kopitar had a goal and an assist as L.A. beat San Jose for another big win. B big save, Dave. David Riddick made 14 saves in his Kings debut. In Tampa, we keep going. NHL points leader Nikita Kucherov had two goals. Vazzy made 28 saves in Tampa Bay, beat St. Louis 6-1. And we wind it up in Buffalo with the Blue Jackets. Kirill Marchenko scored three consecutive goals for a second career Hattie. And Columbus beat spiraling Buffalo 9-4. So it was a very busy night. I think it was 11 games in all now that I think about it. And what stood out to you? Uh, busy. I was doing the same thing. And then trying to get my hands on the late game. Because I like to sometimes stay up you know, at night. And the house is all quiet and uh, settle into one of those 10 o'clock games. I couldn't find the Sharks and Kings anywhere. So I ended up watching a Christmas <laughs> show late at night. But uh, found, uh, found the games to be good. Uh, as I was flipping through, watching one and flipping through the scores, I kept looking. I'm like, man, Rod's kicking my butt on these Pick'em games we did today. But uh, it ended up being not a bad night. And a good night for Carolina. That's the one that stood out to me. They really need to go on a run. I think they're in a wild card spot right now. Um, we thought they'd be a little bit better. So that was a, a big, uh, what do you want to call it, a slump buster for them. Well, for betting advice, you can follow me for hockey. I will advocate that. Follow Darren for Moose Jaw. Uh, Moose Jaw. <laughs> follow Moose <laughs> for football. Sorry, for oh, betting advice. Right. And we'll have, you, we'll have you all covered on there. But uh, listen, I'm sorry, did you skip past the Leafs game? I did. They got pumped by the Rangers last night. <laughs> yeah. So uh, why did you say, hey, I'm, you're the Leaf guy. <laughs> you know, look, <coughs> excuse me, with the Leafs game, it was okay. Um, you know, an empty net goal late. But, yeah, just didn't have it in the same way. 
the one bright side is Austin Matthews was going and he continues to, you know, push and, and be a, a top the league lead. Now 25 goals on the season, got a couple. He needs to be going every night. He's been streaky where he'd go on a streak, couple goals, couple goals a game, and then he'd go invisible for four or five games. The stars need to be going every night. So that was the one bright spot. But uh, yeah, tough night against a really good hockey team. Um, a lot of people have been writing me saying, you seem very happy, you seem very at peace, and there's a lot of reasons for that. There are many, but one of them is I've let, I've let things go that were bothering me, and one of those is the people that don't listen, the people that write in here in the warm-up wanting their comments read, and I've said, how, I don't know, 1,146 times. We don't read the comments in this section. It's me and Darren's time, but they don't listen. I'm like the teacher at the front of the class, but it's like, not, not my problem, as I've learned. And then, to, to the exception that proves the rule, I'm going to read a comment from the audience. John in Edmonton writes it and says, what happened with the Oilers in their last game, Rod? Do you think something's wrong with the Oilers? Of course, it's John in Edmonton. Um, we ain't Knott's Berry Farm, okay? We're not the, we're not the Klondike days. I'm not going to do this up and down of the roller coaster that you all are on. Um, I facetiously say this to Serena because I don't want to get knocked out. But when they were rolling, there was games here in this winning streak where she's like, oh, they can't skate with the orders. Oh, uh, NHL Network's going to lead with the orders because it's the orders. And she was right about all those things. But I'm like, yeah, for now. Now they've lost three in a row. What's wrong with the orders? But, but, but. It's going to lead to a point that I've got coming up in our quick six. And by the way, there'll be a lot of hockey today because, and we do have some very good football items today, but tomorrow is going to basically be wall-to-wall football. I'm going to just put that out there now. Not warn you, I'm going to put that out there because it's going to be a great show. It's our annual Boca Raton Bowl preview. We've got NCAA and CFL alum Andrew Nowacki and Matt Dubak coming down to join us from the beach house to preview our bowl game here in Boca that we all get very excited about. So that's tomorrow. So, point being, in hour one, say it with me. We talk about last night's games. In hour two, we talk about tonight's games. So yes, I see you people, I see you. You're not old enough to remember Romper Room, but that was the T. I see you, John, in Winnipeg, I see you. Talking about Detroit at Winnipeg tonight. Hold your horses. We'll be talking about it next hour. And what's wrong with the Edmonton Oilers? I don't know. For, for five weeks, there was nothing wrong with the Oilers. They were kicking everybody's ass. And you guys were planning the parade. Now they've lost three in a row. I don't have it in me. Uh, and by the way, it's not my job. I, I, I have the pulse of certain teams. The Oilers aren't one. The Leafs aren't one. Darren doesn't either. I mean, we said it yesterday. When you don't know what team's going to show up on a night-to-night basis, you're not going anywhere. You want to put that in a meme, Darren? Do you want to write it down? When you don't know what team's going to show up on a nightly basis, they're not a contender. I'm looking at you, Toronto. And by the way, that teacher on Romper Room never, ever said Rodney. It was at the end of Romper Room show. She had this mirror. And she would look like it was a, you could see right through it. I'm looking at you, Darren. It was always Darren. I'm looking at you, Bill. I'm looking at you, Dennis. Never said I'm looking at you, Rodney. (laughs) We were robbed. Anyways, to football. It's a fun topic here. 
It's official. The New England Patriots have officially claimed Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke off waivers from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The team announced it on Tuesday. The Jags placed Rourke on waivers Saturday. He began the season on Jacksonville's practice roster, had two stints on the team's active roster. By signing Rourke off waivers, the Patriots must place him on their 53-man active roster. He's in his first NFL season after a standout 2022 CFL campaign with the BC Lions where he was named Canadian of the Year. How was he not named Rookie of the Year? You'd kind of think that he should be, but whatever. Um, it's a fun debate, and that's what we do here on The View for Sports Fans. National Canadian television. My U.S. football friends, like, stick with me. It's not that they're any better and we're worse in Canada or Canada's better and they're worse. It's not. It's just different. They're like, how the hell do you guys spend so much time talking about a third-string backup that's never played a down? When you've got Chuba Hubbard doing great things in Carolina and you've got Jevin Holland, stud with the Dolphins, got his own radio show in here in Miami, Chase Brown up there in Ohio. You rattled off a bunch more today in our morning meeting when we were talking about that. What is it about Rourke that's got everybody all horny, yet they don't even know about these other guys? Or if they do, they don't want to talk about them. I, it. It's a good question. I didn't know the answer other than I said to those guys, it's just the way we are. It is. And, you know, I didn't really have an answer early. And I brought up those other names, really good players. And there's a whole nother crop of players that are going to get drafted and are going to come to the National Football League that are doing great things um, in NCAA football. But I think the big part of it is why we're so fascinated uh, because of the position. We all get, you know, drool for the quarterback all the time, gaga for the quarterback. And, when a Canadian is looking to play the pinnacle position in the entire game in the league and has played well at that level, I think we get excited to see that we can play on the same stage at the peak position as, uh, you know, as Americans. And so we're just waiting to see him get his chance. And I think that's probably why more than anything. Well, and yet even still, he's not the first Canadian quarterback to go south at Jesse Palmer in, in, as a guy that you would be familiar with and The Bachelor, and he's yep. still on ESPN college football coverage. Nobody gave a rat's ass about Jesse Palmer. He actually came to the CFL in my time in the league, and nobody cared. He's from Nepean, Ontario, or he's born there. And uh, what, his dad, I think, played with the Ottawa Rough Riders. I can't remember the story now. There's just something about Nathan Rourke, and I... You know, these, the, the U.S. guys were just kind of chuckling about it because it's just there's a ton of guys. And it, the other thing is Rourke did play one year in the CFL. So all of Canada had time, just enough time to fall in love with him. And then he's gone. But all those other guys didn't play in the CFL, which is a whole other thing. Um, if you want to know about the Canadians that are starring in the NFL, go to 3downnation.com. Just an insider's tip here. You'll never read a story like that on CFL.ca, and you can't blame CFL.ca for that. See, these league websites and the team websites have become nothing but propaganda vehicles for the leagues and the team. And that's fine, because I've overseen that. I, that was my era when it changed from actual information that was good to a commercial. And that's, not, that's nothing wrong with them. I mean, we only put on social media what we want you to see. We're not sitting there talking about the things we don't want you to know, right? So, but, but again, the CFL is never going to tell you about the Canadians in the NFL because why the hell would they?
So 3downnation.com does, and they're your best source for that. Um, Jeff, the Stams fan, says there's no comparing Palmer to Rourke. Um, Jeff, the Stams fan, has shown up to be the fish swimming upstream to our discussion. Um, by the way, we're going to take a time out here, and the points that I have coming up include more on the football discussion. But for those that just checked in, Thursday is going to be a really big football day here as we go live from the Boca Bowl for a second consecutive year. Syracuse versus USF, University of South Florida. Matt DeBuck's kid. You heard me talk a ton about DeBuck. He played with the Argos and Flute, with uh, Flutie. He was Jeremy O'Day's roommate with the Argos in 1997. DeBuck's kid plays on the University of South Florida. So he'll have all the info on that bowl game that I'm sure you'll be able to watch on U.S. television. That's all tomorrow. And Andrew Nowacki is going to be with us too. I want to know which Canadian NHL teams our audience thinks will make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Because I think you got to realize with the Oilers, everybody gets so excited about the eight-game winning streak, they're still out of a playoff spot. They're still behind the Flames, who you laugh at in Edmonton. You know? So who do we realistically think is going to be in? I feel like they think it's just a foregone conclusion that Edmonton's going to wake up and be in the playoffs. Uh-uh, sister. Canada spanked Denmark last night, 8 nothing in World Juniors pre-competition play. We'll talk about that. Our NHL top five, bottom five, we'll get to tonight's NHL games and a whole lot more. So stick around. And our poll question, which we haven't got to yet, relates to the National Hockey League. So we'll be right back. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Getting after it on a Wednesday. It's our final week and yours too before Christmas, of course. Next week, a very special spate of shows. Our special World Juniors preview will air twice, Boxing Day and then a couple of days later. We have our best of the year, best interviews, all of that. So you're going to be wanting to tune in next week. Those are some of the fun ones. Um, breaking my own rule here, um, Clark has informed me, and rightfully so, Comment away, comment away, let it snow, let it snow, let you comment on the YouTube stream. Let her rip. 
Don't necessarily expect me to read them, but comment away. Moose, come on in. Before I move along, I do want to include some audience participation here. Jim in Balgoni Sask writes in about last night's NHL games. He goes, wow, Connor Bedard is something else. As dub fans, we know that. That's WHL slang dub. He says, can you imagine if he was on a decent team? I watch him knowing that amazing things will happen. Not disappointed on his two assists last night. Did you see the assist? Did you see? Listen, NHL Network replayed it seven times. I can't imagine what TSN did with it. For those that don't know, he was coming down on a two-on-one, and he was the more forward guy. He turned and passed it backwards right on the tape of Reichel, who sniped. I, how did he even see him? That's Gretzky stuff that you have eyes in the back of your head. That's what we used to say about Wayne. This is why people are so excited. Again, he was looking at the net and then passed it behind him at about a, what would you, like a 7 o'clock pass right on the tape of Reichel. What the hell is he doing? It's unbelievable to watch. It really is. I mean, <laughs> we call that a hockey sense, hockey IQ. But that's not really what it is. It's something different. You're right. Wayne had it. Um, we've seen Crosby a little bit with it at that level. But but Art just has something we haven't seen. It's just uh, so much fun to watch. A zing, zing. And, I mean, yeah, you can't explain it. You can't teach it. You can't replicate it. It just happens. I'll never forget the legendary columnist of the Toronto Sun, Steve Simmons, who I've recently connected again with. I mean, he is one of those old school writers that doesn't give a rat's ass what you think. He's just going to write it. He's the guy that broke the news that Austin Matthews had COVID. I don't need to tell you. It's for the people that are, <laughs> that are out there that don't know. Um, and anyway, he's got a place here. So Steve wrote me not that long ago and said... Um, where are you at in Boca, I told him, and he's got a house. It's a ways away, but it's here. So we're going to hook up uh, next time he's down here. But he wrote years ago in the Toronto Sun. I just remember all these things. He goes, if you aren't selling wins, you'd better be selling hope. And I look at those Chicago Blackhawks, and I'm like, I want to watch every game. And they're the worst team in the league. And I understand we do have a personal connection to Connor Bedard. We've been um, interviewing him since he was 14, which is another thing. For our World Juniors preview show, we had the voice of the Moose Jaw Warriors on the air, James Gallo. Did you, did you hear what he said about Bedard? He goes, Rod, the way he talks, if I had 50 cents for every time you said Connor Bedard, I'd be retired by now. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I know I can smell the sizzle. I can smell it like a fart in a car. You know that, Darren. Nathan Rourke has it. Connor Bedard has it. Some guys have it. So we're going to talk about it. It doesn't matter whether you, if you know him or you don't. You got to tune in for the Blackhawks games. Now, you know him as well as I do, but I got to think everybody wants to watch Chicago games. And that's the Simmons point. They're not selling wins, but they're selling hope and they're selling excitement. They are. They are. And you, that's why TV ratings when the Blackhawks play are up. Uh, merchandise sales for the Blackhawks are up. Social media numbers for the Blackhawks are oh, up. Yeah. And you don't think it's a coincidence, right? 
Um, it's a reason to tune in. It's a reason to go to the games. And you're right. Fans in Chicago are excited to go there. And it doesn't matter if the team wins or loses because that's not what they're there for right now. They know it's coming. You say selling hope, but they're selling the sizzle and the excitement of Connor Bedard. And they know the future is bright. You can be excited watching a team lose hockey games because you're like, oh, wait till we get a couple more pieces. Like we've got the building blocks here and it's going to be fun in Chicago. Well, and that's the thing that I never really understood. I've never thought about it, but Serena said it. I've heard others say it. Guys are going to want to sign in Chicago because of Bedard. He's making Reichel look like Mark Messier. So I get it. Guys are going to want to play with him because they're going to make themselves look better um, and all the rest of it. It's because Connor's not thinking that way. It's like for years and years and years, I hear it with people on this show and my old job. I came here because I wanted to work with you. And I thought, why the hell would you want to do that? Whatever. Welcome aboard. And I'm sure that's the way Connor Bedard looks at things, too. It's going to be fantastic. By the way, just to back up the truck for a little bit. Funny how Bedard and Rourke are the two in the news guys this week, certainly on this show and in Canada. Nathan Rourke, the third string quarterback of the New England Patriots. Jen at the Four Seasons writes in, Sports Bar. She says, uh, Mac Jones is on the bench and Bailey Zappi hasn't been great either. I would throw Rourke in there for the last, what, three games? Uh, he's not going to start this week. No. Kevin, the medium, says, I agree, Jen. It'll be awesome to see Rourke do his thing. All the BC Lions are on the train, fans, uh, because that's where he played in Canada. Allen in Saskatoon, Al Hordell says, I sure hope Belichick gives him a chance to play. Let's think about that for one second. And I'm loving the all-over-the-place nature of this show. It's not quite like PTI, where they go ding, 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 ding. We go on zagging, zagging all over the place. Um, Bill's not, I don't think, worried right now about the quarterback rotation. And I get what you're saying. It's kind of a facetious comment from Al. He's leaving that up to Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, I would think, because Bill's coaching for his life. They're already eliminated from the playoffs. They're done. And it's interesting that the report came out a week ago yesterday that Belichick's coaching his last season. The decision's been made by Robert Kraft. You know more about it than I do. How much time do you think Bill Belichick's putting on how much he's going to play Nathan Rourke, do you think? I don't think a lot. But, you know, the fact that you make the move on waivers to pick up Nathan Rourke um, <coughs> tells me you're not just mailing it in. So potentially there's a role for Bill in the Patriots organization moving forward. Um, or maybe not. But, or maybe he's not pulling the strings anymore. But they're clearly looking at long-term of this organization and trying to add pieces um, and still continue to improve. Uh, for the fans that want to know about Nathan Rourke playing, not going to happen this week. Probably not going to happen next week, maybe in the final yeah. game of the season. Be because he needs to learn a playbook. He needs to learn a scheme. You want to put him in a position to have success. Um, maybe he comes in you know, next week. That would be an outside look for me. but. Uh, He's got to get up to speed before they'd be comfortable putting him in the game. Uh, moving on. I, I'll read a quick one here. I mentioned earlier what Canadian teams are going to make the Stanley Cup playoffs and people have rallied to the cause. I want to read your answers on that. 
Point four, place line Melmo, Sweden. Fraser Minton of the Saskatoon Blades had two goals and an assist as Canada defeated Denmark's under-25 team. That had to be under-20 team. I hope that's it. They're letting 25-year-old Denmark players in there? Beat him 8 nothing last night in a tune-up ahead of the World Jays. 17-year-old Macklin Celebrini added a goal and two assists for Canada, while Denton Matejchuk scored twice. So I'm just reading that. Canada routed Denmark 8-0 last night. We got our top five, bottom five that we'll get to later. With regards to who will make the Stanley Cup playoffs amongst Canadian teams, Brian in Hudson Bay writes, it's way, way up there. He says, good morning. He writes on the Silver Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Good morning and Merry Christmas, guys. I think the Leafs, Jets, Canucks, and either Flames or Oilers make the playoffs. Just not sure which one of those two. And Brian is not just a pretty face. I'm kind of with him on that. And so that brings us to today's poll question. It's regarding the Calgary Flames. Can you imagine... Uh, our poll questions brought to you daily by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Flames, uh, as we sit here today, out of the playoffs, they got 31 points. The orders are four back of them. So let's just forget about the Battle of Alberta for a second. They're both out of the playoffs. What do you think the Calgary Flames should do? It's a bit of a trick question. I'll be honest. It was, it was Clark's question. Producer Clark, what should the Flames do before the trade deadline? Brought to you by Key Auto Group. Should they be buyers, you know, pick up pieces and make a run? Should they be sellers, get off the assets? That's what everybody's talking about in Calgary that I see. Or do nothing. Stand pat. And so far, 81% of respondents are saying they should be sellers, 10% say they should do nothing, and 9% say they should be buyers. And I'll be honest, can I add a fourth? That's why I say this is a trick question. Can I add a fourth option? How about playing your best? Has anybody thought of that? How about that? Huberto is pointless in nine. Kadri, I don't know where he is. I watch the games. I don't see him in the highlights. I don't see him in the stat sheet. How about playing to your optimum potential? And then let's talk. Fortunately, they're three months away from the trade deadline or whatever it is, but I think it's really sad. I see the media and the pundits are pushing the rebuild and certainly the fans. I don't know what the team's thinking, but how be we just play to optimum 10 out of 10 for a while? Anybody thought of that? What do you think, Darren? Am I out I to lunch? Well, they're not selling wins, and they're not selling a lot of hope either. So you got to find a way to do one or the other. Playing to their optimum potential would then help them celebrate some wins. I would think if this team plays well, they're going to win some hockey game. Uh, they've got enough talent. But how long do you keep beating your head against that wall, hoping they'll play to their potential um, before you just say, hey, it's just not going to happen? The potential that we thought was there isn't actually there. It's, we're not capable of reaching that. At some point, they have to pull the trigger and say, okay, the winds aren't coming. we got to start selling hope. And what are we going to do to start selling some hope? And that's probably make some moves. Okay. I appreciate the analysis. I just think I watch the games and I 
Here's the thing. Why, you know, Darren Coach played. Did you ref football? Not football. Hockey I ref, but not football. Okay. Well, so you know both sports very well. But I, I just know hockey like my DNA because I was raised in it. I can see who's working hard and who's not working hard. I think most Canadians can, to be honest, that have played. I can't as well with football. I can't. That's just not my thing per se. But with the Flames, I can see that some guys are working hard. Some guys aren't working hard. And is, that's kind of my point. If, can we get everybody working hard? And then let's see. You know, it's a little like Philadelphia with what Torts is doing with the Flyers. He's now got everybody look, working hard. And look at the reaction that they're getting. Look at the results that they're getting. By the way, John Ohm. He's going to love our next interview coming up after this break. But John Ohm says, this show is like a roller coaster. Get on for the twist and turn ride. RP show rocks. Um, Bill in Regina, the gentleman that sent me this Don Cherry and Ron McLean bobblehead, says the Leafs, the Jets, and Vancouver will be in the playoffs. Not a bad prediction. Um, and I, I feel like writing it down. On December 20th, Bill Edwards said this. But that's the, that's the question today. Moose will be kicking it around when we come back at hour two. Our NHL top five, bottom five, we'll get to then tonight's NHL games. But when we come back, we'll preview the Jets and the Wings tonight at Canada Life Center. Thanks, Moose. Take a break. Smoke him if you got him. Au revoir. I will. We'll be right back. That's goodbye in French. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. RP show continues on a Wednesday. And of the three games in the NHL tonight, the featured game, I don't think there's any doubt, is in Winnipeg, where the Jets are home to the Detroit Red Wings. And joining us to talk about it is Hustler. From Winnipeg Sports uh, Talk, Huss, great to chat with you, my friend, amigo. How revved is the town for this one tonight, the Slurpee Capital, Jets and Wings? What's up, Roddy? Happy holidays to you and all of your uh, viewers and listeners. Um, I, listen, I, it, the, the momentum took a bit of a hit with the overtime loss to the Montreal Canadiens on Monday. But I think overall, if you talk to the average Winnipeg Jet fan right now on the streets or at your local watering hole or at the rink, people are are really excited about what this team has accomplished through 30 games. And um, what, 18-9-3, it's their second best start through 30 games ever. 
Last year, of course, they were 29-1 and one at this point. Things, things sort of fell off the rails, but this is just such a different team. The way they've been winning games has been so much different that I think there's a real confidence that the Winnipeg Jets will keep pushing forward, keep battling with the likes of Dallas and Colorado in that top three in the Central Division, and uh, we'll get ready for some uh, whiteouts and some street parties coming up in the in the fall. As far as this game tonight, it's an interesting one. I think you're going to see a desperate Wings team coming in. They've only won once in their last seven games. They've lost three games in a row. And meanwhile, the Jets have established sort of a level of expectation and consistency, especially at five on five, um, that will give the fans a hope that they'll be uh, walking out with two points tonight. So should be a good one. Um, obviously, the wings have shaken up in goal right now. They had to sign Hutch yesterday, former Jet Michael Hutchinson. Uh, we expect James Reimer to be the guy tonight for uh, for Detroit playing in his home province. And uh We'll get to see Pat Kane for the first time and what should be weird seeing him in the red and white of the winged wheel as opposed to uh, his entire hmm. career in Chicago and, of course, that stint last year with the New York Rangers. You, a wonderful preview right there. And my guy Jeff in uh, Esteban wrote in and earlier and he said, how many times, how many wins did the Wings have since Kane showed up? And I'm like... Not a lot. You said it. They're riding a three-game losing streak, and, and they've they've slipped out of a playoff spot. So all it does is set up a really good hockey game tonight. I'll take any questions from the crowd for Hustler. John Ohm in Winnipeg wants to know what you think's wrong with the Jets' power play. Can you get that working, Huss? Well, you know, it's funny, Rod. And that's I, I again, goes back to where the team is, how they've won their games, and why I think there's a real confidence that things can, if anything, get better. Um, the power play just hasn't been good enough this year, and they've gone through a couple extended droughts with the man advantage, and this is one of those right now. Now, they did make a change this morning in the morning skate, um, and this one might surprise some people in that Cole Perfetti um, is so talented, and he's had, I mean, he's showed so much of what he brings to the table this year. He's actually moving off the first power play, and they're moving in at Alex Iafallo. I really think that this is based around one thing, and that is making life more difficult for opposition goaltenders when the Jets have the power play. Um, when the Jets broke a slump earlier this season against the Vegas Golden Knights, it was Alex Iafallo right in front of the net that ended up being the catalyst to the Jets getting a dirty one and then moving forward. Um, that is absolutely one of Rick Bonus's biggest concerns right now with his team. I mean, he said after the game against Montreal, he said, you know what, our structure is great. At 5-on-5, five five, we continue to play right up there with the best teams in the league. But special teams has hurt the club. So to John's question, there will be a switch tonight. Perfetti and I follow switching units. I expect that James Reimer is going to see a lot of number nine in front of him tonight when the Jets have power play opportunities. And uh, from a Winnipeg standpoint, hopefully they can get one because in this situation earlier, when they got one, they went on a little bit of a run and they could really use that right now. It's been the one thing that's really been missing from the Jets attack. Randy in Winnipeg writes it and he says, the PK needs to be better too. <laughs> you got to love the 1 million coaches you got over there in Manitoba and the millions in the Jets nation. Yeah. But please tell me, Hust, you're not one of the guys saying, does he need to get, what do they need to get before the trade deadline? What do we need? What do we need? Because I think you've gone through enough change. You got your big guns signed. 
Why introduce any drama or disrupt the chemistry right now? That's what I think. Are you championing that they need to do something? Tweaks? No, no. Listen, I, I, I and I think, I mean, e even if I was, what's the point? We've seen Kevin Sheveldayoff be amongst the most patient general managers in the National Hockey League for a number of years. And to be honest, even Chevy's bit, biggest critics have to be giving him a whole lot of credit for what this team looks like right now. I mean, the game on the game on Saturday, Rod, against the Avalanche, a battle for first place. The first five goal scorers in that game were Nito Niederreiter, Alex Iafalo, Vlad Nemetsnikov, and Gabriel Velarde with two. All players that Cheveldayoff had acquired either at the deadline or in the offseason, and for the deadline acquisitions, re-signed both of them. Um, he legitimately is a candidate for the general manager of the year right now if the team continues to play at that level that they've been. Now, look, come around the deadline, will the Jets be interested in bolstering their lineup? Absolutely. I think that goes without saying. Most contending teams do. But there is no urgency whatsoever. And if anything, the guys that are playing right now for the Jets deserve to stay in the lineup. Um, I think big picture... Would they love to add a top four defenseman on the right side to bolster that blue line? Yes. But the level of desperation for Winnipeg that I think a lot of people thought at the beginning of the season to add that player is not there right now with a huge bounce back season for uh, Neil Pionk. Nate Schmidt and Dylan Sandberg have been defensively right at the top of the list for NHL pairings this year when it comes to goals against in that third pairing, and they haven't had any injuries. So it's been tough to get Logan Stanley and Declan Chisholm into the lineup. Oh, and don't forget, Billy Hanel is skating again, and he'll be back at some point in the new year. So there's no level of urgency to make any of those trades, and that's a good position for Shovel Dayoff to be in. But if you'd ask me if they will make some moves before things before they blow the whistle on trade deadline day for sure there'll be some tweaking to the roster but i think if anything they would look i mean there are two areas that i think big picture they'd look at a right shot defenseman for preferably into the top four and potentially another player that could come in play center 2c 3c um but as i said things are going well for the winnipeg jets right now so that is not something we're banging the drum on on Winnipeg Sports Talk every day, I can tell you that. Good to hear. I cannot let you go without a Chiefs Kingdom comment. we got about a minute left. Are you thinking Patrick Mahomes is a crybaby? What was your take on the, the call on Kadarius Tony and the loss to the Bills two weeks ago? No, listen, I don't think that. And there's a lot of haters out there that begrudge success and greatness, and they're looking to take a shot at the man. Um, I don't blame him for being as pissed off as he was, Rod. That is a call that had been called five times in three seasons, and it had been happening all game. So, you know, without a warning, without it being called earlier, to decide to do that at that point justifiably ticked him off and Andy Reid. It has been quite funny, though, to see in the aftermath of that how much it has been called in last week in the NFL. Um, Listen, I'm not a guy that sits here and beats up on the refs. They've got the toughest job in sports. The NFL should go to full-time officials, though I will say that. Um, but it was, uh, listen, Mahomes was choked for a number of reasons. He couldn't believe they, they'd never had that called against them in his entire career. Andy Reid as well. 
So I understood it. And I understood why a lot of people that wanted to take shots at them took advantage of it for the way that he reacted to it. He apologized the next day. What didn't look good was how Maddie was talking to Josh Allen as if Allen had anything to do with it. Um, but what I think he's really mad about is the fact that Canarius Tony can't catch and a number of their other receivers <laughs> have been letting them as much as they have all season long. Um, but don't write out the Chiefs right now. I mean, I agree. It's the Niners and then everybody else. But if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes come playoff time, there's still going to be a really, really tough out. They got the Raiders on Christmas Day to wrap up a seventh straight AFC West championship. And you will be hearing some noise from number 15 and the guys in red come playoff time. Mark my words on that. Sounds good, sir. Merry Christmas. Keep killing it. Slay the day, Hustler. Thanks for the time today. Have a great one, Rod. Thanks for having me. Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk. We'll be coming right back with a sports update and viewer takeover after this on Game Plus Television, which, of course, airs in Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable Channel 1190, Shaw Rogers Channel 230. We're also on the radio, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, everybody, I'm going to get to a sports update here. A quickie from the Sober Carpenter text line. Trevor in Red Deer watching on Game Plus has written in the 902 Sober Carpenter text line. He says, the Edmonton Oilers with a laughing, crying emoji. He said, Chris Knobloch has done what every Oilers coach before him has done. Two to three guys will not win you games. Shake my head. Playing your best guys. And they ain't scoring. They lost to a good team last night. They had a great start. But you need a good start, a good middle, and a good finish in the National Hockey League consistently. And that didn't happen for the Edmonton Oilers last night. Who Has it set in yet that they might miss the playoffs? Can I hear from the Oilers fans today that what will you do if this team misses the playoffs? You fired your coach on November the 12th. That was supposed to fix everything. What if it doesn't? Sports update on this Wednesday. Red shirt freshman Owen McCown recovered from a shaky beginning to his first start of the year. His first start came in the Frisco Bowl last night. He threw for 251 yards and two touchdowns as UTSA, that's the University of Texas San Antonio, 
rallied from a 14-0 deficit to beat the Marshall Thundering Herd 35-17 in the Frisco Bowl in Texas Tuesday night. McCowan, a transfer who started three games for Colorado last year, stepped in after senior Frank Harris was declared out about an hour before kickoff last night because of a shoulder injury. The CFL's top draft picks will head west next spring for the CFL Combine. Winnipeg will host the 2024 showcase from March 19th to the 24th before the annual event heads to the Queen City of Regina in 2025. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience, visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Silent Night. It redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. In Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. Whenever I hear about Marshall playing in the college Marshall Thundering Herd, we had a guy, you may have heard of him, Rhett Dawson. He was a Saskatchewan Rough Riders Hall of Famer. His brother, Red Dawson, came up to Regina. I emceed the induction for the plaza that year, whatever year it was. And Red pulled me aside, and he's like, hey, you ever get down to wherever they are? He's like, look me up. And he goes, and by the way, there's a movie coming out about my life. I said, what's that? He goes, well, it's a major motion picture about Marshall. Just, just watch it when it comes out. And I'm Red Dawson, and Matthew Fox is playing me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know the story. <laughs> movie ended up being We Are Marshall. And I never had a ch chance to talk to Red Dawson after that. I'm not sure he's even still alive. I could look it up. The story about the plane crash and the entire football team being killed, but Red wasn't on the plane. Yeah, Marshall. We are Marshall. He was the coach. Played by Matthew Fox. How about that? Moose about rejoins that? in hour two, and we got uh, Jock Wilson coming up, too, after this brief pause. Stick around.